0: You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. So good to have you. If this is your first time with us, my name is Dustin Agard. Just honored that you're here. Want to uh, welcome you to Journey Christian Church, as well as everybody joining us online and at our Lake County campus, as well as we dive into this new series called Hidden Treasure. And I'm excited to be able to kick off this season with this series. But before we talk about this series, just wanna, uh, if you weren't with us, just wanna point out last week, absolutely incredible, incredible service. We had a a send-off service that was so special. It was incredible for Pastor John and Melinda for 42 faithful years of ministry. And if you didn't get a chance, To see that, you can go on our website or our journey, Christian Church app, and and be able to watch that really, really awesome opportunity. It was really cool. I I do want to highlight one thing that you you may have missed. There was a lot of important elements. I think it was uh, the most important element. Pastor John gave me something, and it's this card, and it says this. It says, it's Pastor John's fault effective date, January 2nd, 2023 expires 90 days from first usage. So just so you know, I have a card that blames him for any problems for 90 days. And then I I was really cool, just really gracious of the elders. I talked with them and they said, that seems a little short. We're going to extend that for 10 years. So so just out of the kindness of the elders, I have 10 years and 90 days. Anything within that first 10 years, 90 days, I'm gonna blame on Pastor John. And so I'm looking forward to that. But we're just so glad. I wanna thank you for your prayers and just so many prayers and encouragement. Uh, my wife, TJ, and I were just really humbled and grateful and excited uh, to step into this new new season. So thank you. One of the things I do uh, kind of hear a lot about leading up, just so you know, we've had a lot of coaching Uh, we've we've been, uh, I've had mentors to really help us learn what does a lead pastor do? They've they've taught us how, how does a lead pastor process? And every single person along the way has said the same thing. Every single person said, nothing will prepare you for the unique stress and pressures of the lead pastor's chair. Every single one said that. And so for me, that's how I was praying and coming into it. And I just wanna be honest and be vulnerable My first day in the office was Tuesday. So that was my first day as your lead pastor. And it took one day for me to realize what they were talking about. I I, I literally sat in my office and I immediately felt the unique pressure. As a matter of fact, it went on throughout the entire day to the point where it almost drove me to tears. And it got so bad that I reached out to Pastor John And I said, I don't know how you sat in the lead pastor chair. And I sent him this photo. You see the AC unit is right there and literally it blows all day right here, right here. Like at nine Oh five, I was ready to quit like nine Oh five. I texted him. I said, listen, I can't handle your chair. I said, what else did you not disclose to me? So. Just for those that are trying to help me out, our, our team's doing a great job and they are fixing that. And so my office, I'd rather have palm trees in my office than, see, I'm not from Ohio. I'm not from Kentucky. I'm from central Florida. So literally after one week, yeah, after one week, I confess, I can't handle the lead pastor chair. It was just too cold. So one thing I do want you guys to know is this, that my job title has changed. My job title has changed but my job description has not changed. You see, when I came to Journey about five years ago, I feel like God gave me a very clear job description. And it was to both pray and to prepare for revival. And just because I have a new title doesn't mean I abandon that. If anything, it means I lean more into that. And this is the heartbeat, not only for my job description, but I think how I'm called to lead you is for you to pray and to prepare for revival in your home, and your business, and your neighborhood, in your marriage, that we would all pray and prepare for a fresh move of God, amen? Amen. And that's why I get excited about this series, this series on prayer, because I believe this series, Hidden Treasure, aims to try to address how do we pray and prepare for revival. And and as the bumper kind of illustrated, we believe in this idea that there are no, when it comes to prayer, there are no experts. There's only amateurs and and none of us really understand how to pray. That's why the disciples said, Lord, would you teach us to pray? And so all of us are amateurs. And with that amateur idea coming in is we just want to say, listen, none of us really know exactly how to do it, but can we as a group of amateurs just come together and have one thing in common is we just want more of Jesus. And so we don't want to come in and pretend like a bunch of Pharisees. Like, hey, we know how to pray and we're going to, we have all this figured out. We don't. We just know how to cry out to God. And it's through desperation. And we want to show up week in and week out, week day and week out, just desperate for more of God. And because we're all amateurs, everybody has different beliefs and everybody prays differently. It reminds me of a couple of different kind of styles of prayer. There was this one Sunday school teacher. He would end every single Sunday school class by asking if any of the kids would like to pray uh, to close us in prayer. And this one kid every single week would raise his hand and he would get called on every week. Now the church was right next to uh, railroad tracks. And this is how the kid would end his prayer. Said this, and please bless the train that it won't jump its tracks and destroy the church and kill us all. something's going on in that kid. <laughs> I heard about another guy that he, when, when he would go grocery shopping, he would get all of his groceries and then he would check out. And before he would take his groceries from the grocery cart to his, his trunk, what he would do is he would just, as they're in the cart, he would just lay his hands on them. And right there in the parking lot, he would pray over all of his groceries. And somebody asked him, what are you doing? And he said, listen, I'm just going to batch all my prayers this one time. So I don't have to pray over every meal. It's like a spiritual life hack. I don't think it's biblical, but it is funny. And so I don't know how you're coming into prayer. I love both of those, but we're just going to kind of walk into this together. We're going to do three different kind of practices. We're going to look at three different ways of praying. There's more ways to pray, but the three that we're going to look at is is prayers of Thanksgiving. And that's what we're looking at today. We're going to talk about what does it mean to, to just express our gratitude to God. That's a prayer. Then next week, we're going to talk about abiding prayer. What does it mean just to sit at the feet of Jesus? And then the last week, which we all know a lot more about, and this is asking prayer. And we're going to lean into that. I'm just going to give you a heads up where we're going for week three, because I want you to process it. And week three, when it comes to asking prayer, we're going to ask you to come up with one person you're praying for and one thing you're praying for. And we're gonna see what does it look like when we collectively and individually come up with one person and one thing. And we're just gonna have fun and see what God does in 2023. Amen? Amen. So that's where we're going. All right, now I want you to humor me. I, ha- I have this idea. And it-, and it may be a little bit lame, but uh, let's just be lame together. I want us, for this series, I want us to memorize a Bible verse. Some of you, you have, you have no understanding of the Bible and you have never memorized the verse. And my prayer is at the end of this series, you'll at least know one verse, okay? And, and before you get intimidated, it's really easy. It's Luke 18, one, it says this, always pray and never give up. Let's say all that together at Lake County, online. Let's say it on the count of three, one, two, three, always pray and never give up. Where's it found? Let's say it again. Always pray and never give up, Luke 18, one. All right, so everybody in Lake County, online, Apopka, everybody on this side, my left, you're right. You're gonna say always pray and you're gonna say never give up. All right, you ready? On the count of three, one, two, three. Always pray, never give up. Y'all are good. Always pray, never give up. Always pray, never give up. Where's it found? All right, y'all didn't know about this. We got a pop quiz. Take this off. All right. Luke 18.1 says what? Always pray, never give up. Where is it found? Luke 18.1. Come on, y'all are so gifted. Listen, it's January 8th and you've already memorized a Bible verse. Come on now, Isn't that good? Like you could do anything in 2023 now, like always pray and never give up. That's the theme of this series. To always pray and never give up. What does it mean, never give up? Never give up what? Never give up hope. Never give up hope that our God can and desires to change your life, to change your circumstances, to change what's going on in your life. Always pray and never give up. The believer is called to have hope. And the moment we get rid of hope is the moment we go backwards. Always pray and never give up. So that's Luke 18, one today in our, in our teaching, we're going to be in Luke chapter 17 and in the seat back in front of you, you have a Bible. This is something new that you would have seen. And in the, in the seat backs in front of you, there is a Bible. We got brand new Bibles and some of you, you you've never owned a Bible. You don't have a Bible or the Bible that you think you own. You haven't seen it in like four different moves. I want this Bible to be a gift from us to you. So that Bible that's in the seat back, you can just take it. It's not stealing. It's a gift. You don't need to tell anybody. You don't need to put it under your shirt. You don't need to avoid cameras. Okay. It is our gift from the generosity of you as a church. It is our gift to you. Because if you remember, one of the visions is that we want to give away 2,500 Bibles. Because in the Bible, it says that I will send out the word of God and it will never return void. It always accomplishes what I want it to. And so if you don't have a Bible, we want this Bible to be a gift from us to you because we're going to enter into 21 days of prayer where we not only pray, but open up the Bible. And some of you are like, listen, I have a Bible. It looks just like this. It's thick and confusing. I don't know what to do with it. And that's why when you open up on the front inside cover, there's a note from me. And then there's a new website and a QR code. And this is going to take you to a brand new website that we've created, not just for this series, but for ongoing. And it's journeychristian.com backslash Bible. And maybe you are stuck and not sure where to turn in the Bible. Go to journeychristian.com backslash Bible. We have Bible reading plans. We have other websites. We have all kinds of different tools and resources to be able to help you. And now some of you are online and you're like, what about us? We have so many different digital options as well. You can download the Journey Christian app, which has the Bible built into it, or you can download the YouVersion Bible app, which has tons of Bible reading plans. I wanna encourage you to check one of those out on any of your devices. So with that said, okay, we're gonna turn to Luke 17. Now, if you have one of these Bibles, it's easy. You're like, man, I don't know where Luke is. It's on page 900. That's a little cheat sheet for you. You go to page 900 and uh, we're gonna dive in and go from there. It says this, as he, meaning Jesus, was going into a village, 10 men had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus. Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Just a little pop quiz again. How many people had leprosy? 10. 10. How many were healed? 10. 10. How many came back and thanked God? One. One. I did some math. I double-checked it. That's 10%, okay? 10% of people that experienced that miracle in that situation came back and thanked God. This is my prayer, that we become and that we are a 10% church. My prayer is that you have a 10% marriage. My prayer is that you are a 10% employee, that you have a 10% apartment complex, that you become a 10% type of person that no matter what's going on, we always come back and we say, thank you, God. God is always so kind. He's always so good. He's always so faithful. We just want to make sure we come back and say, God, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. We don't deserve you. We don't deserve the blessing. And we wanna be a 10% type of church. And I know that being a 10% type of church is not always easy. I know circumstances can make things a little bit tricky to be grateful, to have the attitude of gratitude. And there's this one story of this older lady who had a pretzel stand. And her pretzel stand was right downtown of a major city. And she was right outside a, a big building. And every single day, this young lawyer would leave to go to work. And he would walk by the pretzel stand and every time he would see her, he would give her a dollar. You see, the pretzels were a dollar. And every time he would give her a dollar, but he would never take a pretzel. He never once ate a pretzel. He would just, as a way of just saying, hey, I see you, here's a dollar. He did this week after week, month after month, year after year. And finally, about five years had passed and he did this every single day. Gave a dollar, they would never talk, but he would kind of nod and she would kind of nod in just recognition. Until one day she kind of got a little emboldened. And as he came to drop a dollar, she said, Hey, excuse me, sir, I, I hate to, to do this, you are my best customer. But just to let you know, the pretzels went from $1 to $2. <laughs> they're, they're now $2. <laughs> Listen, I know it can be hard to have gratitude whether pretzels are $1 or sometimes $2, but either way, we are called to have the attitude of gratitude. And some of you are like, listen, I wanna have a more grateful spirit. I wanna have it, but just practically, how do I do that? Can you help me with that? And this is what we wanna do. We wanna be able to give you a tool to not only help you be more thankful, but really boost your prayer life over the next 21 days. We're gonna enter a 21-day prayer guide as a church. And I wanna challenge you both online and uh, both online and uh, physically, wherever you're at, to be able to join us because we have this tool. It is called a hidden treasure, 21 day prayer guide. And in the bottom, it says discovering that God himself is the greatest treasure of all. This is a tool that I made to make it available to you to help booster your prayer life. And for those that are watching online, we have made this digitally as well to not where you have to print this out, but you could actually download it on a device, save it on the device and fill it all out right there uh, on the comfort of your device. Some of you You're thinking, man, I want that version instead of a physical version. That's great. You could go download that. We have another website, journeychristian.com backslash prayer. And we're gonna gonna hear more about that, but that will give you some tools throughout this 21-day prayer process. Now, everybody else that's both at Lake County and Apopka, as you leave, you're gonna be given one of these. And you're gonna be given this, and I wanna encourage you to go through it and to navigate it. What I wanna do right now is practically walk you through what this looks like. And this is a, a scaled down version that I've created. Uh, it's a unique version that I've created about 10 years ago. And, and this is something that I try to uh, look in and work through every single day. And it has blessed me so much because many of you, when I talk about prayer, I know exactly what you're doing. You're like, listen, pastor, you don't understand. I have spiritual ADD. Like, like listen, I can pray really good for about three seconds. And then after that, like I just chase squirrels. Like I hear you, I hear you. That's why I've created this. This tool. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna walk through the very first thing every single day that you're gonna be challenged to do over the next 21 days is what I call high five. These are when you recognize the five highlights from yesterday that you're grateful for. Psalm 100 verse four says this, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So the first thing you'll do is you'll open this up and you'll kind of do this high five. You'll work through this process and go, okay, what are the five things that I'm grateful for from yesterday? Because here's the deal. I love sports. I love watching sports. Do you know how many hours the average professional athlete watches game film of themselves to get themselves better? It's insane. And that's to win a ball game. How much more should a believer spend time just kind of refreshing, looking back in the past day and saying, okay, what, what did God do? Where did God show up? And so what we wanna do is just for the first couple moments to say, thank you, God, for this. And they don't all have to, have to be big. They all don't have to be small. For example, it might be something like, God, thank you. Yesterday, I became a mom for the first time. That's a big one. And if you just became a mom and you're doing this prayer guide, I just gotta say, kudos to you, because that is impressive. Or you might be like, I don't have anything major from yesterday, but I just wanna thank God for the cheeseburger that I had yesterday or last night. That was so good. Listen, when you thank God for small things, it doesn't come across as small to him because you're recognizing that he owns it all and has given it to you. And I think about this phrase all the time. I think about it with God and I think about people. Gratitude that is not expressed comes across as ingratitude. Gratitude that's not spoken comes across as ingratitude. And what we wanna do as a 10% church, 10% people, is we wanna express our gratitude. God, thank you for that cheeseburger. Thank you that I had enough money. Thank you that I had a, enough a gas to go to the restaurant. That cheeseburger was so good. Thank you, Lord. Just get the practice every single day. What are the five things for the next 21 days? The second thing that we wanna do is look at this. We wanna reflect and evaluate the past 24 hours reflect and evaluate so we've already reflected on the things that we want to thank god for but now we want to reflect because second corinthians 13 says examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and again if athletes will review game film to try to get better how much should we as believers review with the past 24 hours figure out okay where do i need to repent maybe i look at the past 24 hours i'm like man i shouldn't have talked to my coworker like that i need to go apologize or, or maybe I didn't trust God in this situation and I honked and gave some hand gestures out the window. I need to just apologize to God. But so many times we do things and we think God forgives us without us repenting. And it's God forgives us when we repent. And we repent when we reflect and we remember. God, would you forgive me? I had that doubt yesterday. I shouldn't have had that doubt. I had that thought. I, I, I wasn't as nice to that person that called on the phone. Would you forgive me? Help me to have a kind spirit the next time. And then after that, the next next phase is to read God's word. And we all have Bible, we just went through that. And you might have a Bible reading plan. Those are on the website as well. And and you might think, okay, what happens after this? You're gonna read the Bible and then answer several questions about the Bible. Let's just see for uh, today, I read Proverbs chapter three. It would take me less than five minutes. Then the next question is this, what Bible verse stood out to you? So you read Proverbs 3, takes less than five minutes. Then you answer the question, what Bible verse stood out to you? For me, it might be Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So the question is, what Bible verse stood out? I, I think this one stood out. And now I wanna identify, now, why did this one stand out? So we have a couple questions. The next question is this. What is God saying to you? So you figure out what verse is kind of highlighted, and then you just say, what is God saying to you? Well, I think here, I think God wants me to know that he's trustworthy. Based off that verse, God is trustworthy and I need to remember that. I don't need to remember that God is like me where he's kind of up one day and down another. God is always faithful. Next question, what does God ask on me? I think God wants me to repent of the times that I've not trusted him. I think God wants me to actually, instead of trusting on my finances or my career for my future, I need to openly tell him I trust him. And then as we navigate the last two questions is, who is God asking you to pray for today? And then the last one is, is what is God asking you to pray for today? And so what we want to do is we just wanted to package this. It's 21 days for you to walk through and for us to pray together. And some of you are like, man, I have my own way of praying. I have my own process praying. I say, great, give this to someone else. Don't take this. I don't care how you pray. If you have a way to pray, let's just lean in together for 21 days. And if you don't know where to start or you could use a boost, then grab one of these. And we'd love to be able to do this together and stack hands and go from there. One of the things we also want to invite you to is what we're calling amateur hour. Because there are no experts in prayer, amateur hours, this idea, every single Wednesday at 11, right here at the Apotheca campus, we have a prayer and it's open to anybody and everybody. And we gather and pray and we want to invite you in. We pray for your prayer request. We pray for Lake County, we pray for everybody online, we pray over all the seats in here, pray for next year, we just pray. And some of y'all are looking at me like, like I'm crazy, like, what is he thinking? Does he not think any of us work? Like it's 11 o'clock, we have jobs, Pastor. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I get it, don't quit your job, I get it. Listen, you don't have to show up to lean into to prayer. Several years ago, about four years ago, I went to Guatemala and I met these gentlemen. These are pastors. These are all different pastors of churches in Guatemala. They live an hour and a half to three hours away from each other, and they would rotate where they have their prayer time. And every Thursday at 10 o'clock, they would go to a different place and pray together and for each other, which means every Thursday, somebody's walking an hour and a half to three hours one way so they can pray together. I've only been to one of their prayer times. I've only been to one, but every Thursday at 10, I think about them. I either pray for them or I pray for something else. I have an alarm and I think about it. I don't have to be present to lean into what God's doing. You don't need to be physically present. People online, you're like, man, I don't even live in Florida. How can I be? You can lean in. You don't have to be physically present. We get that. Not everybody can, but our spirit can lean into what God's doing. And that's what we want to encourage you to do. Why do we come together and pray every Wednesday? First Timothy two says this. I urge you then first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. That's why we pray. We come and thank God for you. We lift you up. We pray for your families. We pray for your neighborhoods, your jobs, your employment, whatever you, whatever, when you type in, when you send in prayer request, you need to know we put those on the altar and we pray over those. We take your prayers serious. We'd love to be able to pray for those. One of the things that we're doing today is we're just having an attitude of gratitude. And we're coming out with an annual report of 2022, an annual report, if you're not aware. It's just, what are the, the numbers? What did we see God do in 2022? And I gotta tell you, in every area that I could see and that we can measure, God moved up and to the right. Every single area, God worked in and through you in 2022. And not just that, through this entire transition, we have been so blown away by God's kindness. And I just wanna share with you some of the things that we're praising God for today. In 2022, we saw an increase of attendance. We saw 1,596 people in average attendance, which, which meant we were going up. And there's two reasons why that happened. One, because you have been faithful in showing up to church. And two, you've been inviting your friends. And so I just wanna say, I wanna be a 10% pastor and I just wanna say thank you. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for leaning in what God's doing. It's been awesome. And this is why we're adding a third service at Apopka. Because you keep leaning in, because our attendance is going up, and you would think if our in-person attendance is going up, then our online attendance must be going down, but that's not the case. We had 733 people that are online, that that are dialed in every single Sunday. We're averaging 733 devices. And this two key words here, the word device and Sunday. So this is only people that are zooming in, that are, that are, that are um, watching on Sunday, and we're only counting devices. So we don't know who's on the other side of the camera. We don't know if it's one person, or five people, or, or eight people, or a family, or a couple. So 733 devices every Sunday, which means on a conservative number, we have more people joining us online than in person every single week, and that's incredible. That's why we're seeing, yeah, you can clap for that. Isn't that cool? So cool which is why your ministry is reaching people all around the not only United States, but literally the world. Talked to one gentleman this past week from Ghana that watches faithfully every single week. Just so cool. This past year, we saw over $400,000 given to both local and global missions to help fund the vision, to reach out to love our neighbors, to serve the hurting, and to raise up leaders for ministry. Isn't that cool? Love it. We saw all time and serve day where we were able to serve the community. We saw all time serve day participants as well as uh, locations and work sites we are able to serve. We talked about Rooted earlier. We saw 204 people graduate from Rooted just in 2022. Isn't that cool? 204 people. Our Next Gen ministry continues to do absolutely incredible, incredible work. It seems like every area in Next Gen and Journey Kids and Journey Students is going up and to the right. And there's so much fresh energy. We saw so many baptisms, just so many exciting things in Next Gen. And, And some of you might be like, man, why is he just getting up there and just reporting all these different things? Is he just bragging on himself? No, because I didn't do almost any of those things you did. And because we believe that if God does something before we go and ask him for something else, we need to thank him for what he's already done. Because what he's doing in and through you is incredible. And here's the exciting, cool number. 280 people said yes to Jesus and got baptized in 2022. Come on. Isn't that cool? And listen, I know when we are a church this size, somebody's gonna think, man, are they all just about the numbers? No, we're not about the numbers. But in that 280 people, guess what? One of them's your neighbor that you've been praying for. One of them's your mom. One of them's your sister. One of them's your sibling. One of them's your best friend. Behind every number is a name. And behind every name is somebody that Jesus died for. So we care about numbers because there's a face to every number. 280 stories, 80 lives have been changed through you. And I love that. And I want to be a 10% pastor that thanks God. is that cool? 2022 has been so kind and so good to journey. But some of you are thinking, man, honestly, 2022 is one of the hardest years I've ever had personally. Or maybe some of you are like, man, January 8th is one of the hardest days. This is a hard season. I limped into church. And listen, I've been walking with some people that are going through some real struggles and so I'm not minimizing anything. So don't hear that. But we don't have to have a perfect life to be a grateful person. And I I ran across something that I thought was just good that I wanna read to you. It says this, it says, sometimes we just need a perspective shift. It says, I'm thankful for the teenager who's not doing the dishes but is on her phone because that means she's at home and not on the streets. I'm thankful for the taxes I pay because it means I have a job. I'm thankful for the mess I clean up after a party because it means I've been surrounded by friends. I'm thankful for the clothes that don't fit anymore because it means I have enough to eat. I don't even know anything about that. Sure is quiet. I don't know Lake County online. Sure is quiet here. I'm thankful for a lawn that needs mowing, windows that need cleaning, gutters that need fixing because it means I have a home. I'm thankful for the pile of laundry because it means I have clothes to wear. I'm thankful for the alarm that goes off early in the morning hours because it means I'm alive to live another day. And some of you are like, man, I'm just coming here. I just, pastor, listen, I hear the attitude of gratitude thing, but you don't understand what I'm going through. And, and I just need, I don't need an attitude talk. I just need to know what is God's will for my life right now? Like I, I understand we learn gratitude in kindergarten, but right now I'm trying to figure out God's will. What is God's will for my life? It's easy. It says it in First Thessalonians. It says, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in what? All circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will for you is? It's to rejoice always. It's pr- pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Listen, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's going to change your circumstances but I am saying it will change you and you're going to like the person it changes you to be there's something special about being around grateful people there's something magnetic there's something Christ like but I know it's not easy but let's lean in not through our power but through the power of the Holy Spirit and be a 10% kind of church there's a Story about a guy in the Bible named John. John, he was not having an up and to the right kind of moment. As a matter of fact, he had been exiled to die on an island, the island of Patmos. And he's sent there to literally die. And then the Bible says this. It says, then it was the Lord's day. And he did what he always did on the Lord's day. He put together a worship service and he praised God on death row. Think about that. He's left to die. And what does he do? He puts together a worship service. And in the midst of this worship service, God comes and gives him another vision. And and God says, listen, this is such a big vision. You're going to need a pencil. And I want you to write this down. And he wrote it down. And that vision is what we call revelation, which is the entire last book of the Bible. Why did John get that? Because on death row, he turned it into a worship service and praised God. Was it easy? No, but this is what I believe. In that worship service, when we come to God to thank him in the midst of our valley is when we get our next vision. It's not when we come up with a pity party or complain that God gives us the next vision. It's when we show up and we worship and we thank God in the valley in the midst of what we're going through that says, hey, I have something else in store for you. And I saw this play out in my life a while ago a real life Patmos scenario a friend of mine that's near and dear to my heart was going through some struggles and he didn't know how to handle them and so he found that maybe he can solve some of his struggles through alcohol and alcohol worked until it didn't isn't that what sin does And when it didn't, it didn't work really bad. And it began to wreck, and I mean wreck his life. It was out of control, he could not stop. And we would meet uh, several times to try to pray together, to try to just help any way I can. And he had done everything in his power. He kept pulling up his sleeves, he kept trying to do it on his own like it's some self-help exercise. And then we're in my office, And literally he is, he's literally got alcohol in his pants. He's hiding alcohol as we're talking about how to get rid of the alcohol in his life. Like that's out of control. And he is broken. This is my buddy. He's broken. He's literally crying uncontrollably, tears, snot. And he's just crying and he falls to his knees and he puts his hands down and he just begins to worship on the island of Patmos in my office. And he says, Dustin, and and this is this intense scene. He said, Dustin, 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 I need you to listen to this song. I'm like, why why are you telling me what to do, my man? He said, we just please listen to this song. So he hits play. It's a song called Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Now there's two crybabies in my office. And it's like a five or six minute long song. And when it's over, he says, Hey, can we listen to it again? I'm like, my man. So we listen to it again. After the second time, he says, just one more time. I'm glad that he wanted to listen to it multiple times. I don't know what I would have told him in my office. He's on his knees. He's He's on the island of Patmos, not sure what to do. And he just throws together a worship service. And he says, God, I'm in a valley. I can't control it, but I thank you. And I worship you in the midst of this. And then we pray together. And he walks out of my office, goes and gets the help that he needs. God ends up completely restoring him. Now he's in full time ministry and he hasn't had a drop of alcohol since. Come on. Not good. So, what I want to do is I want to introduce you to that song. Some of you are like, How many times, Pastor? Just one, just one, just one. This song's called Gratitude. And maybe you're like my friend and you're just broken. Let's just worship with everything we got. Maybe you're on the mountaintop and you think you got there on your own. And let's just be reminded that God got us there. But before we pray for what we believe God's gonna do in 2023, let's thank God for what he's already done. Amen. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, God, I am I am so grateful for what you did in my friend's life. God, you did something that only you can do and I could not do. You redeemed a life and a story, an incredible man. And so God, I pray for people that are in the room and that that might be like my buddy. They've been trying to overcome their own struggles on their own, but the truth is they realize that it's a wasted game, that without you, they can do nothing, but with you, all things are possible. And so God, we pray in the name of Jesus for all those that are with me on the island of Patmos. We're gonna throw together a worship service and we're gonna thank you. And God, I pray for those that aren't on Patmos but life is going good, would we still thank you and that you get the glory for where you brought us. We didn't get where we at on our own. You brought us here. It's your goodness, your kindness, your faithfulness. So God, I pray for everybody at Lake County, online and here on Apopka. As we lean into this song, would you receive, would you receive this sacrifice of praise we give you in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Journey Christian Church, please go to JourneyChristian.com.